Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Schadenfreude, everybody must have screamed, ah, he's a sung hero. Little pushy pushy. Are you back from listening to Stairway to Heaven twice? Now those are just words I looked up on the internet. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Are you ready? Are you ready for an anthem? Are you ready for this anthem? Uh-huh. Shout out to PL, the Big 12 basketball anthem. And it's appropriate It's appropriate to play the, the hottest song on the internet right now, No Nights Off, because West Virginia did not take the night off. Hello from the studio in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. No nights off when you're podcasting. It's the Big 12, the the Unreasonable Doubt anthem is coming out in the offseason. That's not true. This is episode 32, Texas Tech Big 12 tournament first round. And we don't take a night off. That's what the song says. Texas Tech, they would beg to differ. They took the night off, especially how they compared 
to what they look like in Morgantown. West Virginia, one step closer to Fat Joe, one step closer to DJ Shaq Diesel. It's only single elimination tournaments now for for West Virginia. You're losing your eliminated uh, from the Big 12 tournament, and you can't take a night off. Did you hear the anthem? And if you lose in the NCAA tournament where West Virginia is going, then your your season's done. So it's single elimination. West Virginia was not eliminated tonight, and they started off similar to the Kansas State game. They gave up the first six points. Then they got back into it, built a double-digit lead in the first half. I think it was eight at halftime. And then kind of held on and increased it. No real drama in this game. No real tension. No real concern. A nice ho-hum first-round game. 78-62, West Virginia beats Texas Tech, so they get two out of three against the Red Raiders this season. You know, I feared when the Mark Adams news uh, the Mark Adams news came out that he was suspended, and you can Google that. I thought, well, the guys are going to be like, oh, thank goodness that guy's out of here. Now let's now let's really put it on. And they did the opposite of that. They did the Glad that guy is gone. Uh, Can we be done with this season? (laughs) Can we wish this season the best in its future endeavors and we can stop playing basketball? Because why? That's the route that Texas Tech took. And, you know, ponytail guy, he went for 27 in the collie tonight, five points. AMAC, he went double-double, 14 and 12 in the collie tonight. Four points, four rebounds, so definitely different there. And those two guys, that was the big difference in Texas Tech's performance in the Collie versus tonight in Kansas City. AMAC was trying to back down Jimmy Bell. (laughs) And I'm not questioning his intelligence, but he did it multiple times. Like, you know what? I'm going to back down Jimmy Bell Jr., and I'm going to out-physical Jimmy Bell. And Amac's not a small dude, uh, but also Jimmy Bell's not a small dude. And even the giant from Purdue had a hard time backing down Jimmy Bell. And Amac, you can try it once. When you try it twice, that's on you, dude. And not a good move. Uh, that, that shows... Um, Low basketball IQ in that specific moment. But, hey, best of luck in the future. That was the difference for Texas Tech. The difference for the Mountaineers was Trey Mitchell. In two games versus Texas Tech, Trey Mitchell scored a total of six points. Not great. Tonight, way more than six. He got five in the first half alone and then really did damage in the second half. He made a couple of threes in the second half early, active on the boards. Trey Mitchell played all 40 minutes, kind of concerning in a single elimination tournament where you play every day, and they'll play in less than 18 hours after this one. But he played all 40 minutes, 17 points, nine rebounds, four steals for Trey Mitchell. And so a great game for him, really made up for the other two games against Texas Tech. And the fifth-year seniors still getting go, still getting it done. 
Not a 70-point night for the fifth-year seniors, but what they have tonight? 51 points. And the second straight game, Kedrian Johnson doing the pickpocket uh, coming from behind to steal the ball. He did it against Kansas State. He did it tonight against Texas Tech. Both times they led the points tonight. It was him scoring, getting an and one. Emmett Matthews finishing around the rim, very active and moving around. Eric Stevenson sat early, got the, hey, man, what are you doing? Early on, got back in the game, hit a open three, and then hit a what I would describe as a very contested three. Like, short of blocking the ball, could not have been more contested, drained it. And he, not a... <laughs> Not a 25-point night, but a solid night from Eric Stevenson. And Jimmy Bell looked good. Best game for him in a long time. Played 25 minutes. Got to the line. Made both of his free throws. Eight rebounds, including four offensive rebounds. Keeping plays alive. One time he got the offensive rebound. Passed it back out for a three. Solid game from Jimmy Bell. West Virginia won the rebounding battle tonight. And, you know, it's good to start a tournament, especially when you're one of four teams that have to play the first night. It's good to just kind of ho-hum that. And West Virginia did that. They are in a groove. West Virginia is in a groove. Texas Tech not in a groove. Mark Adams announced he was suspended a few days ago. Then right after this game announced uh, that he is going to not coach Texas Tech in the future. So we talk about, you know, people talk about Bob Huggins and he's had a great stint here at WBU. People talk, especially in off years and bad years, how's it going to end for Bob Huggins? When's his last year? When's he going to retire? Those are good. Those are, I don't, I don't know how healthy those conversations are, but it is a different conversation than what Texas Tech has to have. Think about where they were four years ago, four, like one Olympics ago, Texas Tech was in the NCAA championship game, playing in overtime for the championship. <laughs> they, they were five minutes away. If they scored more points in five minutes in Virginia, they would have been the national champion. That was four years ago. Cut to two years later, Chris Beard leaves for Texas. And then tonight, Mark Adams is gone. So they will be on their third coach in two years. West Virginia has had two coaches in 21 years. Well, technically three coaches in 21 years, but we don't have to get into that guy. <laughs> Let's just say two coaches in 21 years that have coached basketball games that count against their record. Let's put it that way. And that is a, in comparison, that is a, a more stable, I would argue, better situation than what Texas Tech has right now. And they, did, they couldn't picture themselves being here four years ago. Again, four years ago, they were playing for the national championship. And now... They're in a different place, and it's only four years later. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Just go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. NBA coming out of the All-Star break, Javon Carter, a starter still for the Milwaukee Bucks. They're wearing purple. That's a royal color. Maybe do a same-game parlay with the Bucks. Here's what you do. Download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. But that's not for us to worry about. As WVU fans, West Virginia, there is absolutely no scenario now where the NCAA tournament committee does not invite the Mountaineers to the NCAA tournament. Selection Sunday is going to come. And West Virginia, the little thing's going to flip over and it's going to say West Virginia at some point during the CBS broadcast, which is fantastic. I'm sure there's going to be cameras on the team. They're going to be very excited about whoever they're going to play and wherever they're going to play at because they're going to have it. They're going to have a chance to play. Um, for a national championship and you don't get there in the first game but you got to get this part first and west virginia's done that last season they didn't this season they have with nine new guys this group is going to the ncaa tournament so shout out you want me to play the anthem again <laughs> i'm getting so excited thinking about wvu being in the in the ncaa tournament i just want to play no nights off have you heard it? The Big 12, I get. I guess you did hear it just a few minutes ago. So West Virginia's in, no doubt about it. West Virginia has won three games in a row for the first time since the non-conference schedule. Two of those wins have been away from the Collie. They've won four out of five. They're playing probably their best stretch of basketball of the season. And I've heard this before. People say this when – like the time you want to play your best basketball is uh, in the month of March. And West Virginia, you can mark that box. They are doing it. The seniors are carrying the team. The bench has shrunk. And I think that's good for this time of year. And West Virginia is doing great. The bracket matrix as of today has WVU as a nine seed. So a nine seed in the NCAA tournament, not a great spot. Pretty even matchup in your first game, right? Because you play an eight seed. Uh, your next game, you get a one seed. And so who are the one seeds projected right now? Two of the four one seeds West Virginia very familiar with. Kansas, who they will have played three times already. And if they get lumped into Kansas's uh, side of the bracket, that would be the fourth time they could possibly play Kansas. Not great. The other one seed that they played projected is Purdue. They have a giant who's really good at basketball. I think West Virginia is better than what they were uh, when they played Purdue earlier in the season, but they still have that giant. 
and the freshman guards that they had at early in the season. They're still freshmen, but they got a lot more games under their belt. So not great. The other two teams, Houston and and uh, Houston and Alabama. I don't think anything off the court is happening with the Alabama team. And then Houston, who will join the Big Twelve next year. That is, how would I describe Houston? Houston, I think Bob Huggins would just like get into like a dreamy head tilted to the side, just in awe of what of how Houston plays basketball. It's Houston plays like Bob Huggins would want his team to play uh, like total admiration. Does that work in a, in a matchup with Houston? I don't know. I would describe that matchup as a very physical matchup. <laughs> Houston not fooling around. Super aggressive on the uh, on rebounding, offensive rebounding, defense. Samson's a great coach. So you don't want to be the eight or nine seed. And yet that's where West Virginia is pegged. And you get an eight or nine seed because of, you know, maybe you win some of those games you you lost during the regular season, then maybe you're in a different spot. But it is what it is. And, you know, one could argue in a season where people are saying no clear standout as far as a, a national championship favorite, then this is the year to have a one seed. If, you, if you're lucky enough to get a win in your first game, this is the season to to try to take out a one seed in the second round. I don't prescribe to that, but – I can hear that argument, and of course I'd try to convince myself that that's a case if West Virginia finds themselves there. Um, and what a crazy day. Mark Adams is gone. Jim Beheim. I don't guess, like he said, he <laughs> such a weird thing with Jim Beheim. Syracuse loses their game today in the ACC tournament on essentially a buzzer beater. Jim Beheim after the game, basically telling reporters, hey, I – I basically told everybody I, I retired uh, on Saturday. And then when they're like, hey, so you're retiring? He's like, you have to ask the university. And I don't know why. <laughs> the guy's been coaching at Syracuse for 40, 47 years. And at the end, he's saying, I kind of said I'm retired. So you're retired, coach? I didn't say, oh, I'm, you got to ask the university about that. I don't know what that means. He's doing that kind of Bayheim grin, the smug grin, which is of all the success that Jim Bayheim has had in his 47 years of coaching. I'm, you know, I'm I'm an older person. When I was born, Bayheim had been coaching for seven years. Like Bayheim did like a, a beeline stint at Syracuse already at, when I was born. And then he just kept going. And what do you think about when you think about Jim Beheim? The first thing you think about is 2-3 zone. The second thing you think about is, is that he's, he's smug. <laughs> That's what I think about. It's a short list for me. What do you, what do you think about Jim Beheim? 2-3 zone, smug. Uh, but he won a ton of games over, you know, and he did win a ton of games over 47 years. But uh, so we wish Jim Bayheim the best in his future endeavors. I think he retired. The coach, the the school 
once that weird press conference happened, they had to go on record and say, yeah, he's not coaching here next year. And so does that mean he retired? I don't know. Weird way to end. Best of luck to Jim Beheim. Uh, you'll always have the 2-3 zone, and you'll always be smug. And so now with him gone, shout out to the Hall of Fame basketball coach who now has the most wins as an active coach in college basketball. That's right. Bob Huggins sits at the top now. Bob's at the top. He wears the crown until he doesn't coach anymore. And listen, shout out to Huggins for being that guy, most wins as an active coach starting today. And then shout out for what he's done this season. Nine guys said during the season, which I felt was a little disrespectful, but Huggins is honest. He's like uh, struck out in the transfer portal last year. Just uh, that's on me. We're here in March of 2023. You would say that Bob Huggins did not fail in the transfer portal this season. He's not going to say that at any point. Haven't heard that. Uh, don't expect to. That would not be true if he said he he didn't do well in the transfer portal. So it took a season, admitted he didn't get it right, got it right this year, and he fixed it. Here's the thing about fixing it in college basketball. Uh, that's good for one season. You fixed it, and then there's going to be turnover this season, and then what happens next season? And it's too early to start talking about that. I want to give credit where credit's due. Bob Huggins, absolutely. Hey, Josh, did Bob Huggins fix it? The answer today is yes. Ask me in 11 months. It's a, it's a pass-fail every year with all, the, all of the turnover and the transfer portal and how things, how things work now. How do you – you can't judge it over a long term. You got to go season by season. And West Virginia could be sitting in a position at any point, see what's happened with Texas, Texas Tech, where uh, things can change awfully fast. And But let me lead with the compliment of salute to Bob Huggins. He kept his word. He fixed it. Period. End of sentence. This episode of Unreasonable Down is sponsored by Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles. What you doing Saturday, March 18th? Maybe you'll be watching WVU play basketball? One can only hope. But there's other things to do, like go to the Barbersville Delta Hotel Saturday, March 18th. Guess who's going to be there? Freeman's Sports Cards and Collectibles. They're going to be set up in the hotel they're going to have sports cards they're going to have collectibles you can peruse buy things maybe bring your stuff they'll buy it from you go to the barbersville delta hotel if you're in the barbersville huntington area saturday march 18th or anytime call freeman sports cards and collectibles tell them you've got stuff they can buy it from you. 304-416-3631. Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles. 
Uh, this is a very fluid situation. Amex gone. <laughs> this is not a Texas Tech podcast, but West Virginia beats Texas Tech tonight. Mark Adams and his, what I picture, his hat with fishing hooks in it. He walks away, uh, I would argue rightfully so. And then Amac, who played half a season, says, I'm out. He's in the transfer portal. So it just, it, a couple of weeks ago, Texas Tech, outside looking in, possible bubble team, same record as WVU in the conference. They should be considered. Cut to lose your last four and coach gone and one of your promising players, he's gone. Anyway, this is a WVU podcast, and West Virginia's got a transfer portal commitment. It's very early, but Omar Silverio, he committed to WVU last Thursday. Guess where he's coming from? A little school called Manhattan College. Guess who else West Virginia picked up in the transfer portal from Manhattan? Jose Perez. Before Manhattan, Omar played at Rhode Island in 2019, in the 2018-2019 season. Then he played three seasons at Hofstra. Then for his fifth year, went to Manhattan. Coach got fired before the season. He enters the transfer portal, cut to March. He's joining Perez in Morgantown. Silverio, 6'3", 200 pounds, big guy for a guard, likes to shoot threes. My man took a little over six threes a game in his last season at Hofstra. He made 11 in a game, 11 three-pointers. So he was on a heater one game playing for Hofstra against Elon University. And he's got one year of eligibility, I think. Because soon after the announcement that he is committing to WVU, we find out that he needs a waiver (laughs) to play in Morgantown next season. And that should go through no problem, right? (laughs) Oh, the NCAA, they'll just rubber stamp that waiver. That's what they do, right? Everybody gets a waiver. They never deny those things, especially coming from Manhattan College. So I'm sure that's just a formality. Uh, But that's really, you've got Jose Perez technically as a 2023 commitment since he didn't get to play this season. And we're still not sure if Jose Perez, he hasn't definitively said he'll be in Morgantown for his final year of eligibility. We got Omar, who may or may not play, if he, uh, depending on a waiver. And there's no high school guys in the in the hopper. No commitments from a high school senior. I guess Josiah Davis could count as your new scholarship guy because he played as a walk on this season. So I'm assuming he's getting a scholarship. For next season, so let's technically count him, even though he's a 2022 guy. It's too early. Let's let's talk about West Virginia's next game, and it's a quick turnaround. They play tomorrow, 3 p.m. ish. It's the second game of the day, so it may not start exactly at three. 
ESPN, Big 12 Tournament Quarterfinal, and West Virginia gets to play an old buddy, a team they've played quite a few times since they've been in the Big 12 in the Big 12 Tournament, and that is the one-seed Kansas Jayhawks. Quick history lesson, West Virginia has lost both times to Kansas this season. Really valiant effort at Allen Fieldhouse came up a little bit short. So 0-2 this year versus Kansas. How have they done against Kansas in the Big 12 tournament? Played in Kansas City. There's two words in the name of the city. One of them is the same word as, as the school that West Virginia will be playing tomorrow. So how have they done against the Jayhawks? 2016, West Virginia lost 81-71 in the Big 12 tournament championship game. 2018, West Virginia lost 81-70 in the Big 12 Tournament Championship game to the Kansas Jayhawks. 2019, West Virginia lost 88-74 in the Big 12 Tournament Semifinal game. And then last year in the quarterfinal, West Virginia lost 87-63 in the Big 12 Tournament. So by my math, West Virginia 0-4 versus Kansas in Kansas City in the Big 12 tournament. Good news, not a must win for WVU. We've established it. They're in. History says it's been a can't win game playing Kansas in Kansas City. But you know what? What if, not if what what if West Virginia can beat Kansas, but what if West Virginia holds Kansas, Kansas to under 80? Let's try that shoe on for size. Let's hold West. Let's hold Kansas to under eighty points. Roll the dice and see see what happens. We could go the route of letting Kansas score eighty plus. That route has led to destruction in the past. But what if they hold Kansas? Let's. What if they hold them to seventy nine? Does that mean West Virginia is going to win? Not necessarily, but maybe. So that's my help. That's what I'm looking for. Can West Virginia keep Kansas to under 80 points? It does not guarantee a victory, but it doesn't guarantee a loss. We're 80 plus points for sure. History says Kansas wins. And history says in general, Kansas wins. That's not a West Virginia thing. It's just what Kansas does. Respect to Kansas. Quick turnaround. Emmett Matthews did not play 40 minutes tonight, so that's good. Trey Mitchell did play 40 minutes tonight. Not great for a game that's 18 hours later, but he's a young guy, right? We'll see what happens. Under 80. That's what I'm looking for. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. No nights off. You want me to play the anthem again? Listen on all the platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, YouTube. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. WVU for the 2022-2023 season, they have 19 wins and they have 13 losses. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.